The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So wanted to just touch on a, a couple of other items as uh, we we look at our decision Alberta coverage today. Um, 630 Chad's Ryan Jesperson was in Drayton Valley today and uh, that area has been hit hard um, by the economic downturn with much of the area dependent on the oil and gas industry. Well, of course it is. Executive Director of the Drayton Valley Hospitality and Tourism Authority, Tom Hendricks, uh, said this morning the provincial government missed the mark with the Bighorn Country proposal. I want to see them deal with the Eastern Slopes communities long before they ever get to the Bighorn. The Bighorn has a conservation project I could have supported, but the minute they tried to jump the Cowboy Trail Eastern Corridor and move tourism there, they created us as pass-through communities. No economic development, no economic impact. Hendricks saying his message to Alberta, start investing rurally now. Now, we know the oil and gas heavy community has been hit hard during this downturn. Uh, one local believes to get the money flowing again, governments need to invest in tourism. Um, meantime, the president of the Drayton Valley Chamber of Commerce Brandy Fredrickson, who was born and raised in the town, says uh, the struggles they're facing are deeply personal. We live here. We grew up with people here. You know, when you see people that are losing their jobs, and and I like we are. It's we're educated. We're hyper educated in in a lot of these things. And like Tim had said, like like we're able to. Um, it's not just oil and gas education. You can expand elsewhere. We're. It's just, it's just, it's roadblocks. It's frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. You know, I listened to that interview this yeah. morning on Ryan's show. A very passionate uh, interview. Fredrickson says, by definition, most of the businesses in towns uh, are small businesses. She's right. By definition, a small business is one employee to 100. Mm. And that describes most businesses in a small town. Uh, she said a lot of the policies coming out of the provincial government haven't had a small business lens. So, again, if you want to go back and, and take a listen to um, Ryan's show this morning from Drayton Valley, you can check out his uh, podcast. You can also go to the audio vault at 630ched.com. Still on the election front, or at least, you know, let's talk federal politics for a moment, won't Before we? Before we do, can yeah. I just, this has been burning in the back sure. of my mind since 2 o'clock today, and I just want to throw it out there. I feel like it's it's consuming me. The Regardless of who we're talking about, regardless of who forms government, regardless of what political stripe they are, here's another wish for me, uh, you know, uh, uh, on my wish list. I want governments to stop treating people like numbers. I want governments to stop having... Uh, statistics are important. Believe me, I love statistics. But people are people, and statistics are statistics. And if you have, and we talked about this a little bit off air, if you have a policy which unemploys 100 people... Mm-hmm. And you say, yes, but you know what? We're going to have this other incentive which will employ 100 people. Statistically, you just broke even. But on a human level, on a real level, you didn't. Because an individual who's making his living in the coal industry or is making his living in the oil field Mm. or is making his living in a small town which is going to be hurt economically, he doesn't care that his employment was replaced by somebody else's employment, he or she. He or she wants to continue to be employed. Yeah, I understand that. And, you know, we've had texts over the past couple of days and when we've been talking about it saying, well, then you have to figure out something else to do like everybody else. And I know that that is hard. And don't, don't text me right now because I know you're like, 
screw off. Now I've, 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 I've put out all sorts of resumes and I'm not getting anywhere. And we're hearing that. We're hearing that. But there's other guys out there and gals are saying, you know what? This happened to me and I had to figure out something else to do. And, and I know that's not ideal. No. I know it's not ideal. And, and, and I know it hurts and I, right. all of that. And it sucks. Here's the difference, But it's though. just, it's frustrating. But Yeah, no, and I get it. Like, yeah. you know, if I... I look- mean, having to pack up and move, like, for example, right. if we're talking about Hannah and having to pack up and move mm-hmm. because that was the industry that was keeping that community alive. Right. And what do you do? But the difference and the, you know, it, it seems subtle, but it's enormous. If you took a look at radio and you said, okay, tomorrow mm-hmm. they fire you and I, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we go, okay, great. You know, well, that's not great, but we'll get our resumes out there. We'll get... Yeah, uh, we'll find something We'll else. find something else, some other radio yep. station. But if they said tomorrow they're not firing you, they're eliminating radio. Yeah. Now you got a bigger problem because now you're like, well, I can't just put my resumes out there or move or whatever. They eliminated radio. Mm. And that's how coal, uh, towns that rely on coal are seeing it. So you just eliminated our resource and now want us to retrain. And I, and I get what you're saying on, on that front as well. But I also think that, you know... Um that sometimes you do have to start looking what what would happen if you know what 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 talents do i have to fall back on sure I guess and I know that that's not, you know, for some of us. In real terms, though, a real I mean, person maybe for supporting a coal, their family. Maybe for a coal yeah. miner, that's yeah. a really difficult thing because right. they were maybe born into that family. Right. That's all they've that's ever, what ever. Did. That's what exactly. their granddad did. Yeah. You know, where other people, for example... You know, maybe me and you, uh, we might have other things that we can fall sure. back on, and right? And that's a big difference. Right. And the other difference would yeah. be that if the coal ran out and you were to say... And you knew that it was coming right, and you and could you, prepare exactly. for it. And you were to say, listen, right. you know, it's your fault. You yeah. knew the coal would yeah. run out. But if it's instead a government so decision, we're just not going to use coal, yeah. that it seems yeah. like, well, my government just unemployed me yeah. then. And just shut down my town. Right. But the coal is still in the ground yeah. and still there. Yeah. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. the frustration. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I keep saying coal, but the, but the reason I'm using coal as an example is I mean, because at the same time we're... happen here. <laughs> right. At the same time, yes, it's important to Alberta. At the same time Alberta is moving towards getting rid of coal, the rest of the world seems to be moving towards more coal. There's more coal plants being built worldwide. I, I think I heard that 1,600 mm. are under construction. You know, so it's like, okay, so we've got this town that's, uh, you know, absolutely reliant on this resource that we actually have a sufficient amount of, mm. but our government has decided we're not going to do that anymore. That's that's where it hurts. So I guess you know, for a coal miner in Hannah, they could. Well, I guess I you know I can. I got to move somewhere, but you know you that's know? not right. That's not, not ideal. Feasible, right? Although having said, you know, it's interesting. My uh, former brother-in-law uh, was a fish farmer out on the BC coast. Yeah. And guess where he ended up working? Not in radio, I hope. In China. Is that a fact? In fish farming. There you go. Yeah. Well. Right. Um, and now is back in New Zealand. Like it's, but again, I under, you know, yep. not everybody can do that or wants to do that, right? Exactly. Okay. You wanted to talk about yeah, uh, federal. This is interesting. There's a, a new Ipsos poll out uh, today. It was conducted exclusively for Global News. We've been talking about it uh, on 630 Ched throughout the day. Uh, finds Prime Minister Trudeau's approval rating has now slipped below U.S. President Donald Trump. So Justin Trudeau, 40%. Uh, Trudeau at 43. If an election held tomorrow, the Conservatives would receive 40% of the vote among decided voters. That's according to the poll of uh, just over 1,000 Canadians Canadians conducted between March 25th and the 27th. The Liberals would get 30% of the vote, down one point, while the NDP would receive 21%. The Bloc Québécois, 5%. Um, 
Ipsos CEO Daryl Bricker suggesting, and not surprisingly, that the SNC-Lavalin affair might be just too much for the Liberals to overcome in the next federal election. My takeaway is that the Liberals are as a former U.S. presidential candidate Pat Buchanan once said, are in deep, deep shape. Unless they can try and find a way to convince Canadians that they did not do something inappropriate, they're going to be carrying this into the election campaign, okay. and nobody nobody wins from 10 points behind. Uh, not surprisingly, mm-hmm. Quebec is the only place where the Liberals lead the approval ratings at 38%. Now, you made reference, and as did the Ipsos poll, to Trump. And before everyone yep. gets their backs up, and why would you mention Trump? The reason is that if you take a look at when this poll was taken, and this was, you know, as the Russian investigation was, uh, you know, the report was about to be, uh, or had just been released, and you take a look at some of the crises that mm-hmm. the Trump administration mm-hmm has faced. What what they're saying is given all the crises that Trump has overcome, his approval rating is, is still better one thing. because of this one yeah. thing. Although other, yeah, th- one thing I would suggest that there's more than one thing when it comes yeah, to agreed. with uh, comes to with with Trudeau and we're seeing it more and more and um you know this implosion really it's quite something it's, it's to watch. been it's been yeah to sit back and watch it and last night yeah more controversy last night uh, trudeau confronted by uh, protesters who hope to draw his attention to mercury contamination uh, in the first nation communities of uh, grassy narrows and wabasimung uh, during a liberal fundraiser in toronto last night well, the prime minister's response, I mean, it, it was like something like $1,500 mm-hmm. to get into this thing. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, thanks for your donation. Take a listen. Prime Minister Trudeau, people in Rossi Narrows are suffering from mercury poisoning. You committed to addressing this So, so in other words, what he was saying to a, to a, so what you've got is a dinner that's $1,500 a plate and you've got protesters who somehow gained access, but they well, didn't pay to get in. No, they did pay to get they in. They did pay to get in. And that's why he's saying, thank you for your donation. Oh, I thought he was like ridiculing the fact that they hadn't paid to be at the No, dinner. from, from everything he's done, they paid to, to get in and that was his thing. Yeah. Thanks for your donation. Um, mm-hmm. so today, yeah. uh, he is now apologizing, which is his go-to uh, for disrespecting you, you that protester. Yeah. Um, he was in Halifax today. He says the money that the protesters would have paid to get in the event is going to be reimbursed. Obviously, uh, we will be uh, fully refunding the contributions made by uh, those individuals last night. They wanted to uh, express their concerns about an issue, and uh, I, I do take that seriously, and I apologize to them. I just, you know, tone deaf I know. <laughs> on so many things, so, and he has he has a when he gets confronted with something. Oftentimes, he'll make a this snide little comment. Mm-hmm. And well, his dad goes. used to do it all. The time. Well, exactly. Like father was like quite son. well known for it. Yeah. Um, I just want to say this as well when we're talking about uh, mm. the liberals and their uh, fortunes, according to Ipsos. So here's the other thing: is 
One of the ways that you change the fortunes, uh, and it, you can call it at the very simplest of levels, a distraction, or it can be a concrete, mm-hmm. uh, you know, change, is a budget. So you bring down, you know, during times of crisis, you bring down a budget that's really favorable, right? And it's sort of, in, on the one level, it distracts from your uh, controversy. Your issues. But it, right. But at the same time, you know, look at the reaction in Alberta from mm-hmm. our listeners to a provincial liberal uh, leader saying he'd get rid of income tax or reduce income tax. I know quite a few of our listeners going, wait, what? Who what? Was that? Which party? Right? Who was that? So it only takes for a government. So that's a liberal leader that, let's be honest, is likely not to form government here in Alberta. But you've got a liberal leader in Ottawa that is mm-hmm. the head of the government. And he had an opportunity to do something like that, say, you know what, uh, I'm going to lower taxes or I'm going to hear, you know, and that's why a budget can be such an important mm-hmm. promotional tool. I hate to call it that, but it is. And do you remember, we did announcers, mm-hmm. and for those who missed it, I, you know, listen, don't, don't go listen to it in the vault because <laughs> I got all upset and went off on a tangent, but I said, for me personally, that budget left me cold. Well, it did nothing it did specifically nothing. for you. For, or you for people like me. I mean, I don't want to say that the budget has to do something for me personally, but I was more saying that the budget didn't do anything for people who I see as uh, like me, just worked all their lives, haven't been unemployed, have paid into CPP, have paid their income taxes, have moved industries where I've needed to, like I've worked. And I just, there was nothing in that budget that I went, oh, that, there's my payoff. This is going to have a direct impact on my life. Right. So that was an opportunity for the Liberal government, as they prepare for an election, to turn their fortunes. And, uh-huh. and what do you doubt about that? You had, mm. Do you think that that would have been enough at this point? It might not have been enough, but you you know know, it's just, still an opportunity. I wonder, in the back of my head, if he's holding on to a TMX announcement as part of the election campaign. You know, that could backfire. If that were true, that could backfire. That could blow up in his face pretty quick because if he took something as critical mm-hmm. as a TMX announcement and used it as a political tool to get reelected, I would not even... let. Let's just drag him out of office now. But, he, he, well, here's the thing. Um, according to this last Ipsos poll, um, Alberta right now... Conservatives getting 63% support. Yeah, it's pretty much the Liberals Dundee, 17%, yeah. NDP 15%. So not not surprising mm-hmm. there. Um, I'm not sure of how much of a difference it would make to those numbers in Alberta where it Pro- should. That's what where I mean. it should. Where it should. You're, um, you're right. And when he's holding on to what are considered some vital seats in BC, yes. what it might do there. Yes, BC. In Ontario and Quebec, TMX is not going to have an impact. Exactly. In fact, it could have a negative yeah. impact, right? Uh, you know, I don't know if you mentioned it, um, but the other thing that was interesting about that Ipsos poll was <laughs> where he had lost, uh, the Trudeau government had lost support among two of its most critical oh, yeah. uh, proponents, which is women and indigenous. It's in just, young people. In young people, yeah. So yeah. it's it's the, you know, those groups in which you uh, most closely associate with the mm-hmm. Liberal government. And now he's not, you know, lost them all, but there's he's lost support in those yeah. areas. I, th- I find that interesting as well. This well, really, just, you said it, implosion. This has well, been an just, implosion. And even the stuff that we have seen 
uh, from Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony from that day into Gerald Butts, into into Warnock, mm-hmm. all of this, all the way down the line. Now the stuff with the Supreme Court nomination. Yep. It's just like grab your popcorn, sit you back and watch. We, do you remember we had that University of Manitoba Andrew professor? Would be, Andrew Scheer would be smart to just oh, sit, sit back, back and be yeah. quiet Oh, yeah, right no, now. absolutely. Just stay very, very quiet. Um, we had the University of Manitoba political science professor yeah. on, and he was one of the first ones we had on to talk about SNC-Lavalin. Yep. Yep. And i got to be honest with you, I turned off my mic a couple of times. I listened the whole time. I turned it off and mm-hmm. said to you, this guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, in hindsight, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he might have been brilliant because his whole he thing was... Cut the law, get her out get immediately. Up, yep, get up, say, I did it because that's what prime ministers yep. do. And, you know, and then get, re- and get and her out. And get her out. Yeah, and just be a leader and say, you know, you know what? She's not towing the company it's line. my way or the highway. Right, to the curb. Instead of saying, no, 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 uh-huh. we never wanted to move her and we thought it was important uh-huh. to move her to the... Because it didn't come... It came off as disingenuous and, and that's... The numbers reflect that. I'm finding more and more, as I listen to him, disingenuous is the word that comes to mind. Uh, d- yes, exactly. Uh, Andrew wants a pipeline, but not if Justin Trudeau approves it. No, that's not what I said. I said if the approval for a pipeline is held up for political uh-huh. reasons, that I would be extremely angry. Do I, I, I want to go back and do some number crunching on when the TMX recommendations, that review panel, the NEB review panel, that was coming up hmm, 40, 50, 60 days now. Oh, I know. And they were saying, so he was saying that they were, he, he believed things would be done with in the 90 days just recently that's right he said that emergeet so he uh yeah it was so he yeah yeah, yeah, that's right yeah yeah we'd have to go back and see what the date was because we're quickly approaching there yeah good point keith keith just texted in he says hey jane andrew i was at the live show this morning in drayton valley my story white hair near 67 in business one month short of 40 years my retirement is my building and land i can't sell because mm. of the economic situation how do i retrain and recover now yeah and question. that's it and we had talked uh you know when we touched on hannah andrew and i talking about this off the air earlier mm-hmm. is that yeah so if you own the, fl- the flower shop in hannah and you own right. the whatever what happens to that like because you can't sell it well you can't take your goodwill with you you can't no. take your customers with you you can't sell the business and you if just all close of your money is in that right what do you do exactly and that's what small businessmen yeah. face each and every day they mm-hmm. invest their own money and run mm-hmm. the risk and uh, they just don't want government or policy to be the cause of their demise mm. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.